Hi, and welcome to the Let's Do Video podcast. My name is David Maldo, and today I'd like to talk about the big Microsoft purchase of LinkedIn and what it means for the UC industry. Starting with the basic details, Microsoft is paying $26.2 billion in cash for the acquisition, and what they're getting is LinkedIn, the company, the platform, and the 433 million users in over 200 countries. About 100 million of them are estimated to be active, meaning they've logged in in the last month. Now, there's a lot of reasons why one company buys another company, but there's two big ones I'd like to focus on today. Sometimes they want to buy the technology. A great example of that in our industry is when Cisco bought Akano. They needed the next version of Codian, the Codian Bridge, and Akano basically had it. They needed that interop, so they bought the product. Not to say that Akano didn't have good customers and wasn't making sales, but they'd only been selling for a few years. That really wasn't Cisco was looking for. It was all about the technology. The other type of roll-up is what I call a community roll-up, where the technology is really trivial. It's the community that they're buying. One early example of this type of purchase is when Google bought YouTube. At the time, YouTube wasn't even profitable, yet Google paid $1.65 billion for it. I think a lot of that was about the views. They were getting 20 million visitors a month, which was a lot in 2006, and Google was all about getting eyeballs. So what makes this worth $26.2 billion to Microsoft? I think it's all about the users. They didn't buy the software. The software is trivial. Actually, as I'm going to get into, the software is bad in a lot of ways, but the users are fantastic. It's not just the numbers. It's the quality of the users. These are business professionals, and Microsoft is looking to become the default UC tool in the business world. Looking at a similar example, when they bought Skype, again, it was about the users. Skype was regarded as bad technology. It wasn't good video, but had a good user base. It had 124 million active monthly users, and Microsoft paid $8.5 billion for them. They were tech-savvy, millennial users looking to get around the traditional phone system and save a few dollars or just to communicate over the Internet. It's exactly what Microsoft was looking to get. And they also liked the brand. Skype's a verb. You could Skype someone. I think from Microsoft's perspective, the purchase of LinkedIn is very similar to the purchase of Skype. It's not about the technology, and it's not just about the number of users. It's the targeted demographic of the users. With Skype, it was millennials, tech-savvy communicators, and with LinkedIn, it's business professionals. These are the people that they want to get on Office 365. These are the people they want communicating through Skype for business, and now they got them. So let's take a couple minutes to talk about what I like and don't like about LinkedIn. What I like about it is if it is a fantastic directory of business professionals. It is a great set of resumes. I can find anyone on there, or just about everyone that I deal with is on there. If I'm writing an article about a company, and I forget if I spoke to the head of product development or the VP of product development, they're on there. I can get that stuff straight. I can find people on there. I can reach out to them. I can communicate with them. And people find me on there. People reach out to me on LinkedIn all the time because they want to tell me about their you know, video solution, communication solution. Sometimes it leads to business for Let's Do Video, and sometimes it just improves my coverage and knowledge of the industry. But the point is, people find me on there. What I don't like about it is just about everything with the platform. Nothing is intuitive. Nothing works the way it should. The workflow is, is terrible. You can't find your own updates. You can't find someone else's feed. When I look at someone's page, I expect to see their resume, and that's fantastic. 
but I want to see their feed. It's hidden under the button where you send a message to them. That's not where you would expect to find someone's updates. If you post a link to an article and someone clicks like, it says this person liked your picture because you attached a picture with the article. It should say they liked your update, little things like that. The groups are a mess. It's hard to figure out groups, hard to post to groups, all the different rules. There's confusion about whether you're posting, whether you're sharing, and the notifications make no sense whatsoever. The email notifications seem random, sporadic. Some things have notifications, some things don't. I'm sure it's all configurable in the settings, but it's certainly not intuitive. And some things give you notifications that shouldn't give you notifications. They don't understand the way people reach out to each other in business. If I'm looking at someone's resume, it doesn't mean I want to contact them. Now, from receiver's point of view, sure, it's pretty cool when someone looks at my page and I get an email saying this person looked at your page, but it's useless information. I can't reach out to them and say, hey, I saw you looked at my page. Can I try to sell you something? They're never going to look at my page again. It's creepy. It's not the right way to do it. And it discourages me from looking at other people's page. I might just want to check up on a company they worked for. I might just want to check on their title. I might not want to be reaching out to them. I just want to look at their resume. But I know if I go to their page, they're going to get a notification. So I visit less pages because of it. That is just a, a bad workflow decision. You should be able to look at anyone's page if they set it to be public, look at their resume. And if you want to contact them, you send a message. There's all sorts of various workflow, notification, update issues with LinkedIn that make a lot of people not like it. But the fact is, as much as we hate it, we still love it because what a directory. So what do we expect to see moving forward? Well, some things seem obvious. I would expect to see some sort of integration between Skype and LinkedIn and perhaps Outlook and LinkedIn. Right now, there's a little bit of a LinkedIn communications two-step. You find someone on LinkedIn, you message them, you start talking back and forth, and at some point someone says, hey, let's shift this to email so we could figure things out. Or let's, hey, let's meet on Skype or some other video platform so we can get down to business. Integrating Skype with LinkedIn would get rid of that two-step. And also it would keep everyone in the Microsoft world, which is what Microsoft wants. They may take it to the next step and completely integrate the two, two tools. Rather than have a separate Skype profile and LinkedIn profile, you may just have your LinkedIn profile, which is the beefy one with your resume. And if someone looks you up on Skype, that's what they'll see. If someone tries to talk to you on LinkedIn, they'll use Skype. If someone tries to look you up on Skype, they'll see your LinkedIn. Just one nice, clean program. And of course, we should expect to see some response from our industry. Uh, the other UC competitors aren't going to simply stand by while Microsoft buys 100 million active business communicators and tries to put them onto Skype. I don't know what, what Cisco and the others will do, but they're going to look for ways to try to match this. Maybe Cisco Spark will start posting resumes. Who knows? But something is going to happen. So to wrap it up, in the old days, things were a little more simple. Companies either made a product or sold a service, and they had customers. Today we have companies that don't have a product or a service, but they have huge communities. What do people always say about Facebook? Sure, it's free, but if you're not paying for it, that means you're the product. There's a lot of these communities out there, and they're big, and now they're for sale. So that really changes things. And the question as it pertains to Microsoft, can they be successful with the strategy of buying communities and marrying them to Microsoft products and making them Microsoft customers? Is that going to work for them long term?
Well, we'll stick around and see. So thanks for watching. If you like this, please check us out at letsdovideo.com and be sure to sign up for our newsletter at letsdovideo.com newsletter.